church, right? Throw them hearts up. Throw them hearts up. Throw them hearts up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's good? You are rocking with the best. It is Wednesday at 6 p.m. And you know what time it is. That is Conversations with Comedians on NLGRadio.com. This is our first show of the new year. And as always, I am your host, Mr. Perspective, Doug Bennett. And as always, I am joined in the lab by the voice of intimacy, Miss T. Gray. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday. Can, I get, can we get a hey, hey, happy new year? This is our first show. Hey, hey, happy new year. That it is. That it is. Under Man. the rest. <laughs> so, real talk, since this, this is honestly our first time seeing each other physically. Well, hi. She's so trifling. Listen, um, I'm 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 genuinely Hi. excited, but to see as, you as am I. <laughs> Whatever. I nah, man. I am excited. You don't got a haircut, waves popping. You know what I'm saying? I helped you pick up y'all. I'm like, yes, hey. Yes. See? Yes. Don't tell me my co-hosts don't. Go best, don't... <laughs> Go best friend. I'm not even doing that. Go best friend. So how did you like real talk? Like, let's run it down. Like Christmas. New Year's, like, tell me about your holidays. It was good. Even though we still got we still got Martin Luther the King coming up, it, don't we? Is that a holiday? Is it? A, it's not a holiday if you're not off from work. That's I'll my new rule. That. I give you that. If I'm not off from work, the holiday does not count. Okay? It's Martin Luther the King. Though. Especially if I'm at work and I'm not getting paid overtime for being there. No, it's not a holiday for real. Oh, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just noticed something. What's that? Somebody's hang time is getting a little longer. <laughs> just a little bit. Somebody's hang time. Oh, you seen that? Oh, you I just seen noticed that, that oh, joint. Oh, I'm dead in the water, still floating. <laughs> I was like, I said, some, I said something just a little different. Yeah. Somebody hang time. Just. Prepared for you all. Radio ready. I'm dead. For you all. I'm dead. Radio ready. Radio ready. Man. Keep these locks nice for the people. So tell me what. Well, come on now, First Christmas. Of all, let me. Why we on here for a hot second? I'm mad that I took the time to grow these locks out my own head, and y'all keep liking all these girls' pictures with their fake locks. Y'all get on my nerves. Who? <laughs> who is? Who is this mysterious day that people they, always talk about? It. Like, whenever oh, I ask a kid a question, why you do that, they told, who's they? They told me for a couple hundred dollars I could have had this whole hairstyle without the work. Yes. That's terrible. Yes. You trying to tell me if women out here getting new body parts, you tell me you were perplexed about thinking about getting some additions to your hair. No, but I mean, like, the locks that really look real, like, really look real. Like, I'm really? jealous. She said, really look real. I'm jealous because, see, now she said, never really said four locks. See, now it's the difference between when you go get the braid and you get it wrapped as opposed to you take the, the crochet and you actually are attaching locked hair to regular hair. I am flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. New word every week, flabbergasted for you all. She still ain't told nobody how holidays was. I said they was all right. <laughs> I'm gonna pick not important for five hundred, Alex. Like my holidays was fine. I threw a pajama party uh, for Christmas Eve. Time out. Time out. Time out. What we're not gonna do is just say you threw a nighty night party with nighties on, and then just breeze past the it fact was that pajamas, you... not nighties. This this is not a. Uh, and just breeze no past that. Movie. I ain't even get no invite. 
it was you asked me about my holidays. Now I'm trying to tell you. you know, you okay. Let me tell All right. Well, we're now. not getting off this subject. <laughs> so you know that for me was the highlight because it was really really nice just to be surrounded by my family and my friends um i see my sisters chimed in on this live i'm waiting for you to come in studio didn't she just say go best friend to me but said she was surrounded by her friends but for some reason i wasn't in that number yeah that's what happened um (laughs) wow (laughs) i'm telling you right now boy so my holidays were relaxing like even new year's eve like i stayed in the house and i had the people there and I woke up with the people who I wanted to spend my year with. So it was good. That's what's up. That's what's up. Pajamas. Um, um, it was a fun time. Are we talking silk? Nah, man, I had on just some regular cute little pajama pants and a t-shirt. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it was kids day. T-shirt in the honey. Just the way you like it. T-shirt in my panties. Who we talking about? The first off, okay. <laughs> this is the one year anniversary of my father's passing, you guys. And I thought when I got in here that I was gonna be a mess, and I'm so glad that I'm not. But I did just want to shout my dad out because I know he could hear it wherever he is. I know he could hear it. Rest in peace to my daddy. So you telling me? Ain't no crying at all gonna happen in this two-hour broadcast. I hope. <laughs> okay. Listen to okay, me, now, y'all. Now, let me say Listen this. to me. As I somebody hope. who knows T. Gray personally, do not let her little snide remarks. Listen, do not I let her little snide remarks hope. fool you. This thing right here will dehydrate so, from crying. I'm gonna be quite honest with you. I've cried probably six or seven times today. Probably. Like, I was ready to cry at 1230. I'm I afraid to give you this water. Was here. I was, Do you need to hydrate? I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm, I'm pushing through to the best of my ability right now. All I know and is, all that, I know that, is. That's it. That's all I can say. I'm going to say something real. I'm going to say something real questionable. Your makeup is flawless. Well, thank For you. somebody who has been weeping, yeah. lamenting, thank you. crying, thank you. not one bit of scare is running. Go ahead, girl. Now back to these pajamas. Are yes, we talking? Yes. Are we talking the third with see through? No, boy. I said it was kids in the building. It was children and there. Yeah. Okay. At any moment in time, was the shirt see through? No. Even when you was crying. No, stop it. What are we talking about today? Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm so excited. I feel like it's some all jokes aside. It should be carrying on. Oh, we yeah. got some carrying on, carrying on Yes, right we now. do. As a matter of fact, we are about to take a little carrying break, on, but we're going to get on. back. We're going to talk about the passing of an icon, Betty White. We're going to talk about the passing of Bob Saget. Man, we're just going to talk about the way 2021 and 2022 we're gonna is. We're going to talk about how much of a monster Bab Saget was on the mountain. Absolutely. Just a monster. Whatever like, I think happened some people to the mist- really overlooked the paper boy. how he dope some of these TV. comedians are. I think people overlooking it. Don't get me wrong. I know he was internationally known. But just in our communities, how we kind of break down and how we talk about comedy and and who we look to and who we respect and who we really talk about. We talk more about um, urban comedians, black comedians, what have you. Very rarely in this community do we shed a light on like the the Bob Saget's or the the Brad Williams or the um, oh my God, I can't think of his name right now to save my life. The, The angry dude with the red hair. 
he bald now. Bill Burr. Yeah. yeah that's my hey, dog. That's know? my dog right there. Sit down and take your talking to. But it's just like a very rarely in in the urban community do we really you know talk about damn shit so light on them. But Bob Saget was a monster on the mic. Just whew. I loved it. Man, we're going to take this little break and then we're going to come back and we're going to get into it. Conversations with comedians on NLGradio.com, bringing comedy to the conversation. This is Future and Drake. Life is good. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Niggas swear they passed us. They doing too much. Haven't done my taxes. I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, i tell you if it was us Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush Say my day's a number, but I keep waking up No, you see my text, baby, please say something Wine by the glass, your man, a cheapskate, huh? Niggas gotta move off my release day, huh? Bitch, this is fame, not clout I don't even know what that's about, watch your mouth Baby got an ego twice the size of the crib I can never tell a shit it is what it is Said what I had to and did what I did Never turn my back on FBG, God forbid Virgil got a paddock on my wrist doing front flips Giving you my number but don't hit me on no dumb shit Working on the weekend like usual Way off in the deep end like usual Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, i tell you if it was us Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush It's cool, man Got red bottoms on Life is good you know what I mean? Like, uh, $100,000 for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Ooh, I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain and automotive, bitch. Ooh, dropped $3 on the rain, cause it been the truck, little bitch. Ooh, I was in the trap serving cocaine, ain't been the same since. Ooh, granted, she was standing right there while I catch play on the brick. Ooh, I made them little niggas go hey while I Taliban in this bitch. Ooh, I done been down bad in them trenches, had to ride with that stick. Ooh, who gave you pills? Who gave that dust? Pluto Central and Lick. Ooh, too many convicts. They enrolled me to play in this shit. Ooh, round about nonsense, get old summer spreading this bitch. Ooh, they had to count them like lighting it up, nigga. Hand it back, get it. Ooh, I'm on a PJ, lighting it up, backwood full of sticky. Ooh, I'm trying to tote that Drake on London, and it's extended. Ooh, they gotta stretch a nigga, how we gon' die for this shit. Ooh, yeah, I ride for my niggas, I lie to my bitch. Ooh, we some poor, high class niggas made it, we rich. Yeah, I was at the band, though, got a penthouse for a closet. Ooh, it's like a shando, lit on my neck, my wrist. Ooh, I got pink toes that talk different languages. Ooh, got promethazine in my blood and percocet. Uh, Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Ooh, I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain and automotive, bitch. Ooh, dropped $3 on the rain, cause it been the truck, little bitch. Ooh, I was in the trap serving cocaine, they ain't been the same since. That's by the time I call him Serena. I go tremendo for new fettuccine. All fat though, clarity the pinky. All fat though, we order the Fiji. I'm in the loop with the voo, I'm in the loop with the woo. Which one you workin'? I put your face to the news, I put the puss on the shirt. After I murk it, make him go shoot up the hearse. Cost me a quarter bird. Niggas birthed in you a maniac, a fucking alien. How you spurgin'? Got that kitty cat on having fun with that. Going burkin'. 
Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Ooh. I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain and all the bitch. Ooh. Dropped three dollars on the ring, cause been the truck, little bitch. Ooh. I was in the trap, serving cocaine, they ain't been the same since. Ooh. Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Conversations with comedians on NLGradio.com, bringing comedy to the conversation. It is your host, Mr. Perspective, Doug Bennett, and as always, joined in the lab by the voice of intimacy, Miss T. Gray. And we want to send a shout out to the third part of the tripod. He is the Duke of Comedy, Mr. Terrence Hawkins. Happy New Year, brother. Man, we got a comedy quote today. It is coming from the great, great, I, I would actually have to say, he has to be one of the top three pure stand-up artists of all time. Mm. And that's Dave Chappelle. Okay, come on with it, Dave. Um, Dave Chappelle, he says, the hardest thing to do is to be true to yourself, especially when everybody is watching. Let me say that again for the people in the back of the sanctuary. Mm. The hardest thing to do is to be true to yourself, especially when everybody is watching. You know what? I want you to take point on this one. This is your sermon. I'm, I'm lofting this thing up, and I know you're going to slam it home. So go ahead with your sermon on this. Say it one more time. I want you to say it slow. The hardest thing to do mm -hmm. is to be true to yourself, especially when everybody is watching. One, I would agree. What? <laughs> so, that, what the f I would agree. That was the most dramatic, simplistic answer I've ever heard in my life. So, go ahead. I would wholeheartedly agree with that because people spend so much time trying to please the masses, trying to please, and even let's stick in the realms of comedy, trying to please the promoters, trying to please the audience, trying to please the club owners, trying to please other comedians, trying to just humble yourself and change yourself change your dynamic change your voice change what you say change what you do change how you speak change how you walk change how you talk change what you wear and at the end of the day if it was you 100 percent that got you where you were if it was you that got you to be or got you not got you to be i want to take that back that if it was just you that got you in a position that you're in, if it was your own mind, your own way of feeling, your own way of thinking, why deter that? Why not be comfortable in your skin? Why not be exactly who you are? As I'm pursuing my comedy dream, and it's a dream now, wasn't at first, but it is now. I've had so many people come to me and say, you know, T, let me help you. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. Let me do that. And don't get me wrong. I love my comedy brothers and sisters. I love people who choose to look out for me because it is a choice that you make. But I've had somebody come to me with their own idea of the type of comedian that I should be. I've had somebody come to me with their own way of thinking of what T. Gray should deliver and how it should, and how it should be delivered. And... 
never mind the fact that I've been writing, never mind the fact that I embody who I am through that. It's like, let's just wipe the slate, let's just create this picture, create this monster, whatever it is you want to create based on your own way of thinking. If I succumb to that person, who am I then when I step on stage? I'm no longer T. Gray. I'm no longer everything that makes me me. My energy is not what gives you this T. Gray vibe. My voice is not the same. My cadence isn't the same. My delivery, the way I look at people, the way I look at myself, it's not the same. I'm now uncomfortable because I'm up here being someone else on that stage. When on that stage is when you should be in your truest form. That's when you should be able to be your most vulnerable. You should be able to be your most sane and or insane. So if I succumb to that influence, I'm no longer me. Who are you? Some other nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Some other nigga. She can why, why would you want to do that? Why? Why when being yourself is so much easier? Rodney Perry. Shout out to the OG me. Rodney Perry. We were talking about one of my jokes. And although the joke is true, is based on real events, real life. He asked me to dig deeper in it. And as he began to ask me to dig deeper in it and, and ask me questions specific to the person that the joke was about, he said, the picture that you paint in answering these questions is not the picture that you paint when you tell the joke. He was like, the truth is so much easier. Not to say that Again, the way the joke happened wasn't true. It was a fact. That's what happened. But it's so much more to that person, to that dynamic. And you can deliver that way better than anything else. So at the end of the day, that's what I feel like everybody should do. Deliver exactly who you are. Be real. Be yourself. You don't have to succumb to the bull. It reminds me of a gospel song that... My mama used to play every Sunday morning as I smelt that bacon and scrambled eggs with cheese, getting ready to go to Sunday school. She would put in her cassette, and it would start off with the gospel keynotes that said, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. And you know what? Even though they're talking about Jesus, I believe this quote and your sermon is apropos to what you're saying. Because, my sermon. <laughs> because what he is is a nobody to y'all trying to tell everybody about somebody who is she that can save anybody. And what can save people is the truth. And you can only tell the truth when you're being yourself. <laughs> amen. 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 And amen again. Amen. You see what happens when two or three are gathered together? I don't know the rest of the scripture, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the scripture, but. You know what I'm saying? It's it, something about touching and agreeing. Touching and agreeing, baby. Touching and agreeing. Man, man, 2022. Gosh, we man. We here. We here. We here. Like, it's crazy to me because the older you get, the more retrospective and nostalgic you become have you yeah, ever noticed that of course like i'm starting to say things that the old heads used to say when i was a kid like these kids don't know how good they got it yeah oh my god man i, I, I say that joint literally 
at least two to three times a day whenever I see kids. That's how you know you old. Though. Yes. I'm starting to sound like J. Anthony Brown. Watch this. Watch out now. <laughs> like I'm serious. It's just crazy, man. But I, you know, it makes me it makes me very very happy to have those closest to me. You know, <laughs> it makes me very happy. It makes me very happy to have those people who I truly consider, you know, loved ones. And um, I'm just happy. I'm really really happy to be here, man. I really am, especially with the people. Who, ha- who we have lost. Um, we lost Betty White earlier this month. Right, like a couple of, well, what, maybe a week before her 100th birthday? Yes. Yes. And I was just sitting in the car talking about Betty White like a week before she passed. And we <laughs> we were talking about how she was never going to die. I swear I to God. Swear I to God just man. having that conversation a week before. Like how she going to live forever. And when I tell you Betty White looked exactly how she did in the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, and maybe I'm late on this. Do you know Betty White was actually the oldest of that cast? I think I did know that. And the one that was the youngest was, was the, the one that played the mom. Yeah. She was the youngest of the four. Mm-hmm. But Betty White was actually the oldest on yeah. that. Yeah, I, I was I blown away with that. I was like, really? I thought it was B. Arthur. I really did. The one that played uh, yeah. Dorothy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was her. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> that was my joint, boy. I never forget. My mama used to watch that joint on. Doom, 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 doom. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a comfort. Now, here you go, here you go. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. And if you threw a party <laughs> and invited everyone, you. No, 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 no. But rest in peace to Betty White. And we lost another giant, too, Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. Man. Now, T. Gray has more in-depth about Bob Saget than I do. I, my first introduction to Bob Saget was Danny Tanner. And I yeah. honestly believed he was like that in real life until I saw him on stage. Because you got to understand, the introduction to Bob Saget worldwide, was Full House mm-hmm. and America's Funniest Home Videos. Right. So when you're looking at this dude with the crease slacks, as my uncles mm-hmm. used to call them, mm-hmm. the shirt tucked in with the damn Brooks Brothers tie, you're like, this dude right here looks like, he, I mean, he looks so clean after after shit, he ain't probably going to have to wipe his butt. Like, that's how clean he looked until yeah. he got up on stage. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that ain't Danny Tanner. <laughs> like, I remember the first time I saw him do stand-up, and I was like, Bob Saget curses? Like, I was so blown yes. away that he used curse words. Yes. Like, I was beside myself. I really was, man. I was like, what? That image that you say, you know, that's the image that I grew up on. Absolutely. Day. So when I Deej. first saw it, I was like, Deej. Oh, my God. Would always be He's running cussing. at the DJ when they run to their rooms and stuff. I never understood Ooh. that they would run to their rooms and lock the door as if he ain't just going to come up in that joint. He did. He every single time. He did. But I'm telling you, man. And what's funny about that happening on those kinds of shows, white women still be running in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> they still yeah. be the ones running in As a matter of fact, I feel, I feel. women, y'all didn't learn. I feel like testing that hypothesis when the new Scream movie come out. Like, I really feel like testing that hypothesis. 
Is it out already? I thought it was. I, my question I is know. this. I watched the first, what was it, three or four of them? 20. It was 20. Yeah. And they always had somebody that was connected to the town that they grew up in. Right. First, if I remember correctly, first it was her boyfriend and her boyfriend's best friend. Right? No, remember it was the dude that they thought was slow? No, no, in the very first screen. In the very first screen, it was her boyfriend and the boyfriend's best they friend. They were playing around, but the real person was Dewey, the dude that they thought was slow. No. You're talking about, about, about? the Wayans when they remade it. Am I? Yes! Dewey was in that? See how much I care. I'm see how done. Much I care? You're talking about the one hey, where the Rams made made it. <laughs> I can't, man. I can't. I'm seriously sitting there. I was, had to walk, and then at the end, he was so Yes. That's the Wayans. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting up here thinking to myself, I need to rent this joint on Prime to make sure that I'm yeah. watching the right one. Listen, it's too many. It's too many. I. I can't How with old you. Are these movies like twenty years old. No, like, almost thirty. Wait, wait. The first screen came out in what ninety seven. I, I don't. We remember. Gotta, hey, Google, Google, <laughs> Google. I don't remember. Google. Let's see. But but it was crazy because I was fifteen. I don't remember nothing that happened. I ain't gonna say how old I was. <laughs> I ain't I'm not ashamed of Of course, know. you ain't ashamed of it. Still in day thirties. First off, I will be forty this shit. Then that means respect, you 39. Respect my process. Respect my process. Why do women, why do women, women are <laughs> incapable of answering a direct question. Uh -huh. T. Gray, how old are you? She's, gonna, she's fighting not to, no, she was going to say I'll 39. be 40 this year. She was going to say I'll be women 40 this year. No, y'all don't. Yes, no, we do be like I'll be whatever. Thank you. I was standing in line behind this girl just yesterday who did that and I was crying. <laughs> Cuz it's the, it's sad. She if you like, will be something, be what are you right like, now? Exactly. What do you do? Well, I will be working. Then that means you're unemployed right now. Amen. Potential me 1996. 1996. Did you just Google that? Hell yeah. For what? Cuz you wanted to be right. I did not want so to be right. That I just makes wanted it to... even worse. I was 14. I really don't remember what happened. Let's see. Okay. In the original screams <laughs> before the Wayans got to him, it was the boyfriend and her best friend. And the okay. second scream, in the second scream, it was her boyfriend's mother. And in the third scream, in the third scream, it was actually her illegitimate brother by her mom who was having an affair. So I'm trying to figure out. They said it's somebody I from. Even, I didn't even see the second. One. I saw all of them because I just wanted to see, like, literally. I, so what's the expectation for this movie? That's what I'm saying. Like, They're saying it's somebody from their past, but I'm like, didn't all these niggas get killed? Who else is left except for Dewey? <laughs> He's the only one left. He's the only one left. And as clumsy Dewey as he is, he'll probably man. trip running with the knife and stab himself. Dewey was the Dewey was not. He was. He hit y'all with that Kaza Soze. Like, he, yeah, he was did. the man. He did. See, but now I got to figure out which one you talking about. That's the only thing I remember. Wayans Brothers. She's talking about the Wayans <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. Man, oh, gosh, we got to get into it. Um, Hulk Hogan, as if he does not have enough to talk about. We also lost a civil rights icon, Sidney Poitier, the first black man to win an Oscar in a lead role for Raising in the Sun. 
I wish I could have met him. I wish I could have just had a conversation with him. Sidney Poitier, man, like, he a deep dude. He was a deep dude. He is a deep dude, for real. Like, mm, the first, can you imagine, the first black man to win an Oscar. And we, and I don't even think at one point in time, we weren't even invited to the ceremony. Mm, I'm sure. And, and he won it for a raisin in the sun. God, like, God bless him, man. You're talking about a guy who was, what, 94 years old. My question is this. And shout out to uh, comedian giant Dave, David Arnold for this. Should we be sad about people who have lived full lives when they go? Mm, I think sad is subjective. Like, I'm happy that these people have full lives. When I think about these people who pass and the way we talk about them, the only thing I think about, to be honest, you guys, is when I pass, I hope people talk like this about me. I hope people have something good to say about me. I hope I leave Didn't you designate me to do your eulogy? I don't think Yes, so. you did. I've been working on that joint for the past week. Yeah, never mind. But <laughs> <laughs> Here we are gathered today to celebrate the life of T. Gray. Pretty sure I didn't. Who's T. Gray? She don't Definitely. want me to use her real name even in death. Sure even in death, she don't want me to use her real name. To say anything about me at my funeral. I'm saying it. Don't say nothing. I'm going to raise my hand. Anybody got any fond memories? They're not going to call on you. <laughs> Raise my not hand. Call right. on you. I can see Nana right now. Public service announcement right now. So anybody who attends my funeral, I'm real whole life not trying to speak this into existence. But Nana going like, put your hand down. Whenever God chooses to call me home, don't let Doug say nothing. What? I have something great to say. Don't let Doug talk. Listen to me. She was as fierce. Don't let Doug talk. She was as fierce as a, as a raging wind. But just as soft as, a, as the rays of sun in the spring. Like it's gonna be and I'm going to speak ceremony. with a lisp, too, so they know how into it and passion I am. It's going to be private. It's going to be security <laughs> at the door. You ain't even going to be able to get in there. Let, let me ask you this question. Do you think people, when they do get older, they're ready to go? I think some people are. I think some people know. Really? I do. I believe some people know when it's going to happen. And I believe that those people are probably a little bit more connected to self and to God than maybe some others. I think some people do know. Um, but you know what? I Like I said, when, when things like this happen, I just hope that the mark that I leave is enough for people to say when I pass, look at the impact she had, look at what she did, look at you know how she carried herself, or look, you know, like I want my body of work to be something that people can still talk about once I'm gone. So, which body? Um, <laughs> I guess media as a whole. Oh, okay, my bad. I to, thought we were talking about be, physical. No, to be inclusive, there's gonna be a lot of people crying over that media over that casket as a whole. To be inclusive of comedy, I'm gonna have your your tombstone tombstone done for no, you. Thank you. Yes, God. I am. I'm what we're gonna cremated. do? I'm what gonna we go? No, 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 no. What we're gonna do is we're gonna put um, we're gonna have eyelashes chiseled in and lips. And we're going to like, here lies, here lies the best lips in comedy. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to find out, I'm going to ask either Bree Bree or Bobby, which one is your favorite lip gloss? And we're going to have that put right there at your grease. Oh, baby, by Matt. Don't, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, if you want 
Get me that while I'm alive. <laughs> no, 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 get it, get it to her no. when she passed. That way no, she won't expect you. it no more. Because no, if you get it to her while she alive, she gonna be like, oh look, they came out with a new one. Salute to the person who makes sure that they buy me two every time they give me some. See what I'm saying? Like I'm, I don't play around with my lip gloss. Oh my gosh, Mac man. need to give me a contract because when I tell you that I live off of that stuff, if they ever stop oh, she's speaking that, that into existence, y'all. They need to give me a contract. Man, what did you uh get affected by the snow? Uh yes. And I was mad that I was affected by the snow cuz I was out driving in it and it was probably the worst driving experience that I've ever had. Don't you got like eight wheel drive on your car? Means nothing. Means <laughs> nothing. I'm gonna tell you why it means nothing. Please. Because this is the first time I ever drove that truck in the snow. You never driven that joint in like any It hasn't snowed. I bought my truck during the pandemic. <laughs> it hasn't snowed We weren't allowed to go nowhere any damn way So not only did I not know my truck I didn't know my truck in the snow So I had a better understanding Let me explain something to, to y'all in my Dodge. There is nothing like a black woman Saying what she said before But saying it again and having a whole new meaning. Yo because one thing <laughs> It's not that I didn't I didn't know my truck But I didn't know my truck And it's a totally clear And you you alright <laughs> You not all right. And that shit, that shit was, it was, it was fucked up. You, I was not all right. Okay. I thought I was going to die at least 20 times. Are you serious? Oh my God. I had to go all the way to Landover. I was on the beltway. It took me two and a half hours for a 30, a 30 minute drive. Took me two and a half hours and I almost died. I got stuck in my parking lot. I was stuck coming off the beltway again because I did not know my truck. I didn't know my truck, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad. what about it didn't you know? I didn't know. So, okay, you know how some trucks have the snow button? Yeah, traction button, like that, yeah. Fuck that button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck that button on a Nissan Armada. Yo, she's, she sound like Rick James. Fuck your truck. Fuck your city. truck. Fuck that button, okay, because that button ain't shit. <laughs> Are you sure it's the button you didn't, did you Man, not just know? You not didn't? only did I, did not need the button, oh the God. snow button in the snow, the gear that I needed to be in because the snow button was on, like I'm trying everything. <laughs> you had to be I, in a special gear. Oh my God. When I tell you that that was so bad, I went in the house because my truck stuck in my parking lot. I'm like, fuck it. I'm tired. I'm not staying out here no more. I went and called Geico because y'all need to tow this shit and put it in space because I can't do it. It's. I can't do it. You so you I went inside, got on the phone with a friend of mine, and my friend says, well, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you? I'm like, yo, I did all this. I did everything I know to do, and I know I drove big trucks for years. Like, this, I done every single foot. I went outside. I said, let me just try this one time. Last time. Fuck it. Took the snow button off. Shit to shit. Well, I said, you know what? Fuck this shit. But I had drove. Wow. <laughs> like, it didn't have to be that way, but it's one. Like Why said, didn't you? I you didn't, didn't read the manual? And or? it told, let me tell you something. I went through everything I knew to do <laughs> as a driver. Did I'm you go a, through the manual? Yes, boy. I cracked open a book. You know how, you know how humbling that is? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't get it in, drive. And bring out the manual. 
all of these features just ain't gonna reveal themselves. No, well, that's what the manual's for. for. Two years ain't seen a lick of snow. I bet you what. Next time, listen, I got something for Snow's ass. Next time, I can't. But I can't. It, it but the thing that kills me the most is you. You. You remember the blizzard of '95? Remember? Yes, I do. It this this snowstorm was nothing compared to that, and the people were really show. tripping. So what I noticed, there was no damage control. The okay. roads were not treated. DC. Them jokers really thought it was a, like it was an April Fool's joke or something. They didn't do nothing and it came down so fast. fast. Yeah, I can't even so lie. So fast. So when I tell you that I drove on the Beltway, I couldn't tell you how many cars I saw on the side of the road. <laughs> it was cars literally in oh, the middle of the Beltway. I ain't gonna lie. If in the I, of the four when I was driving, if, there, if I didn't see heads in there, I would have thought it was the rapture. I really would have thought the way cars was just laying just like there. The like, I was like, did Jesus come back? Is my life really boy. that messed up? He left me? Boy. I was like, come on, man. It was I, so dangerous. It was so dangerous. I was so scared. I was so scared. I thought Jesus left me. Man. That's the same thing I, I think in D.C. when I, I see mad. them abandoned damn scooters all over the place. I was like, God. There was so much happening so that made it even worse. Like, my phone was off, y'all. T. Gray be going through some shit sometimes. So my phone was off. I called my job on my on the duo to make sure I still had to go to work. My boss didn't answer. So what I did was I took my butt to work because that's what I'm supposed to do. Damn, you Get dedicated. Get all the way there and the joint is closed. I'm like, you. You dedicated. It was you dedicated. It treacherous getting there. Then I had to get home. I had to go across the street to Family Dollar, ball somebody's phone to call my boss again and be like, look, this is what's going on. I'm going to die. You better than me, man, because I was out of power for a whole week. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, ain't nothing scarier than to be on the toilet and the power just go out. Like when you yeah. said that, that is the, I can imagine. That is a, like for, because people don't understand when electricity is in the house, Nothing is really that dark, even when the lights are out. Right. But when there is no electricity, it's pitch dark. I'm talking about Nightmare on Elm Street dark up in that bitch. And you're literally up in there. Talk about cutting some shit off early. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I was frightened out of my mind. Literally, I just sat there on the toilet. And you know black people, when we hear something, we just look. To make sure that if we don't need to hear like a sequel noise that back up. Right, like right. literally, I was on the toilet, man. And ain't nothing more comfortable being on the toilet when you take care of business. All of a sudden, the lights go out. Man, my joint tight. My, my, my butthole tightened up so fast it was like a cigar cutter. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm being real with oh you. We family. We family like the great Bernie Mac said. We, it was like a cigar cutter, boy. I'm dead serious. I'm for real. But one thing I done found out is that. White people, because I live in Fredericksburg, white people have some of the most useless knowledge in the history of life. You like, just found that out? Man, it's crazy. Like, I'm, like, black people, we have functional knowledge. Hey, what do we do when the cops stop? Put your hands at 10 and 2. What do you do when the batteries go dead? First, you try to line it up with the TV to make sure they really dead. Then you put them in the freezer. How do we get a proper uh, uh, picture on the TV? Put a hanger in the back. We got functional. <laughs> we got functional knowledge. <laughs> White people have knowledge that if it's the end of the world, throw throw salt in the air, and if three strands fall down, a nuclear. It's like if it's the end of the world, aren't we all dead any damn way? Like I mean, it's just crazy. Like I had a like 
people was handing out wood. And I was like, well, why don't we take that? They're like, that's a pine tree. I'm like, is it wood? Yeah, but it's going to burn dirty. Like, it's outside. All of it's going to burn dirty. They're like, no, because of the sap in the pine tree, it's going to cause it to burn dirty. But oak actually burns dry and it'll burn longer. I'm like, you needed to know that. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You don't want no dirty burn avenue in your house. You needed to know what that. What the hell does dirty burning smell like? That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm but at Walmart. Like if they tell you, here's the thing. When, when white folks tell you stuff like that, you really should have a pen and pad. So a lot of people don't know this about me, but uh, technically I'm Mormon. I was baptized in the Mormon church. And so the Mormons have these emergency preparedness kits. <laughs> and when I tell you. In case of emergency, break, pray, When and use. I tell you that there's a booklet this thick. An emergency, a, a SOP for emergencies in church? Not even church in life. Like. If something were to happen, minus me driving my new truck in the snow. In a Baptist I, church, is just pay your tithes and fast I and pray. I wouldn't know what to do. Like, like it has so many things in it that you just don't think about. And clearly, you know, white folks made the book, but it's <laughs> it's it, you would think that maybe you don't need that one day. You never know. I've if I haven't learned anything else about this pandemic and just the way the world is right now, anything is possible. Yeah. We don't know. I'm and telling you. And we are only uh, one slip of the tongue away from something really happening here. Listen to me. If you are in an interracial relationship, use this time to pick their brains and bring it back to your native people. Because I'm telling you right now, the shit that I've learned over this week without power is amazing. I was in Walmart buying bread, milk, and eggs like I'm getting ready to make a souffle. And the line next to me was a white person with batteries, duct tape, mm -hmm. and like like uh, that that ready-made firewood. Like they was building a reactor or some shit. Like it was the craziest thing in the world. Why were you going to store the milk with no power? I didn't think about that. All I thought about was making sure I use all this cereal up before. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think about none of that. Why? Because the Bible says he is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Except when I'm on the toilet, <laughs> then it's you like I'm susceptible to anything. Hell no, I ain't no balcony. I mean, I don't know your lifestyle. Hell no. Oh. You do know my lifestyle because you constantly comment on how I'm broke. I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't. Yes, you do. No, 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 no. I make a broad comment. You get offended and embody it. Or Terrence will take it and turn it into something about you. Really, if you play the stuff back, I don't say anything about you per se. I make a broad statement that wouldn't give any indication. Only maybe that what you might not be a six-figure nigga. Maybe that don't mean you broke. But the things I say, to be honest with you, you and Terrence be elevating that to the tenth power. Terrence want everybody to know your status, not me. So again, I didn't know if you had a balcony. One thing we're not going to do is we're not going to start 2022 with shucking blame. If you did have a balcony that you could utilize a small generator. A lot of people don't have generators and don't think about that. But in apartments, of course you can't. But if you have a balcony loophole, <laughs> you'd have some power. If you had a balcony. That's what happens when you baptized in the white people's faith. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, what yes. That's what happens when you do believe just for a little bit that Jesus is blonde with blue eyes. You know, you, you're not wrong when you say white folks just be knowing something. They I just be knowing and I, shit. And I wouldn't call the knowledge useless if it's useful to me. 
Now, do they know some shit that I can't use? Of course. <laughs> but when the, when emergency preparedness comes into the life, no, nah, I'm listening. What you need me to do? Well, how you need oh me to Oh, my God, I'm man. Listen. I'm listening and I'm writing it down because they were made for this shit. They yeah. really were. They were. They really were. Cause black we, black people we 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 an equator people. We are. I just had we are an equator people. The day and I'm not trying to be offensive, but the reality of it is, God gave us this melanin to protect us from the sun because we're meant to be. That's in why the we sun. in the snow. We were like, right. what is we're this white stuff falling in the sun in the heat? Those without melanin can adapt better in the cold and in the winter and in the snow. Like, that's what they were built for. Like, those, we, we were built for two different things. Of those that support Trump, either way. Hey, but yeah. <laughs> we, we were built for two different things, bro. Now, man, that joint was snow. crazy, man. I'm telling you, it took me a whole week to get my power back. I'm so sorry. You weren't without power at all? No. At all? No. I need to move to Maryland. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to go through that. Where did y'all, where did y'all go? Y'all stayed at home? Where the hell was I gonna go? It was snowing. And ain't nobody in Fredericksburg gonna see a black man come up to their door in the is middle your, of the snow. Is it your mother not far from you? I can't go to my mother's house. I was still getting over the vid. Oh, the vid. And my mama got chronic asthma. She told me, my mother is, th this is how you find out whether or not the people in your family really fuck with you, you when you sick. My mama literally and truly said, oh, baby, you going to miss Christmas. Well, do you need me to bring you something? Well, mama, you know what? I shouldn't because I'm 70 and I got chronic asthma. And if I remember correctly, corona attacks the respiratory system. And you don't want something to happen to your mama now, do you? Oh, you I said, said, what? I am not getting about this bed. I was like, nah, ma, don't worry about it. She was I like, you know what? Why don't, I, why don't I order Uber Eats? It'll be okay if a stranger get it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I said, you know what? I love it. I said, I'm over it. I said, I I'm done. I love it. Your I, mother was sitting on the couch Yes. Like, yes. crazy. Yeah, I'm not going out there. I still got life to live. I said, I wow. Man, conversations with comedians on nlgradio.com. We got are COVID right now. We are Nana and Bobby. No. Shout out to Nana and Bobby. Get better. We love you. You know I love you. So get better, y'all. Man, conversations with comedians on nlgradio.com. We are dedicating this first show of the new year to T. Gray's father, Big Ant. We are dedicating it to him. Man, your spirit is felt. Your presence is felt, and you will always be remembered. And whenever your little girl is on stage making people laugh, understand she is dedicating every laugh, every joke, every twinkle of every eye of every person in that crowd to you. It's not the quantity of time, but it's the quality of time. And you had mad quality with her. So we love you, and God bless your spirit wherever you are. Conversations with comedians on nlgradio.com, bringing comedy to the conversation. We got London on the track. I should have known better. Can't even pretend like I don't want it again. On a brain all the time. Thinking about the things that we did. You did something.
be sure you ten toes down before I pull out this car. And the only thing that's coming beside me at the situation is you waiting and get some more. I told you I'ma take your place. I seen it in your face, and I knew that you would say this. So how you wanna play this? Yeah, you got somebody. I've been in this predicament. Don't trip, creep the street. That's just what we dealing with.
a bitch nigga. I need a nigga with about six figures. Yeah, someone who know what to do with it. Someone who ain't on that goofy shit. I need to know what you gon' do. I ain't tryna go through deja vu. It's some bullshit that I went through. Hope it's not the same with you. Don't make me feel away. Hey, so I never change. Yeah, really brought a pain. Make me forget those things. Oh, I wanna lay with you. I find ya. Rip them panties off. 
What's good? You are rocking with the best. It is Conversations with Comedians on NLGradio.com, bringing comedy to the conversation. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Perspective, Doug Bennett, and I'm joined in the lab by my better half, the voice of intimacy, Miss T. Gray. What's up? Hey, hey. And we got some special guests in the the building. building. I'm going to let T. Gray do her thing. Go ahead and introduce your special guests. Oh, okay. She said she the lady hot club in this bitch. My baby sister in the building, Miss India. Hi, y'all. Oh, stop it. No, man. No. No, what you're not going to do is you're not going to come on. Yeah, she ain't going to come over here with no sex in the city voice up in this joint. No. Hold up now. Hold up, man. Hold up. Oh, so, yeah. celebrate my daddy, you guys. So, I had to have some people around me that love my daddy. As oh, much, most definitely. If not most more than me. So. <laughs> yeah. Taking shots. Man, most Taking definitely. shots. Man, I tell you what. I tell you what, man. I'm sorry. That'll be mine. Man, I'm gonna tell you right now. When uh I I uh I met this young lady at the first time we came in contact with each other was uh at her father's memorial. And when I tell you, that is not the first. That time. is the first That's time. The first time y'all yes. yes. Wow. wow. And when wow. I tell you, listen to me, you are not going to take the spotlight off of who the spotlight was supposed to be on that day. When I tell you, this thing came out of her weeping to grab the mic. <laughs> I have never in the history of life seen tears stop 
the way that they stopped on her face. She was like, no, my dad. Hold up. Uh, look, what we not going to do, y'all. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh, my God. And listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I try my best. As, the problem is, as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a comedian, you try your best to be in the moment, but you look for material involuntarily. And when I tell you this thing right here, fell out. I thought she, I was like, yo, what happened? I don't even know what happened. But she don't. She fell out. All I heard was, <laughs> all I heard was this. Ah, my daddy gone. Bam. And I was like, yo, somebody gonna help Dulcie? Let me tell you what kind of big sister T. Gray is. T. Gray was picking up all of, I guess, the floral arrangements of the boxes. She stepped over her sister and said, she'll be all right. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, I felt like I was the only one there who was concerned with her well-being. I was in between both. Yes, and I'm trying, yeah, and I'm trying my best. I'm like, dust, dust. Oh, Lord Jesus, those. Somebody said, I got it. All of a sudden, somebody acted like they discovered the wheel. I got it. They took out a dime bag and said, you know what? <laughs> she came right to it. Let me correct you. You know what? Let me correct you. The only hey. what, sis, the only reason why I got up is when your ass said that they are going to charge us more money, bitch. I said, we didn't already came out of our pocket. That is my cue to snap out. Oh my the God! The cash will make man. your mind act right. Oh my you. God, man! I met. Uh, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't the dime bag of weed. I met so many of T. Gray's that family that hurt. day. It ain't her, that. her mother cussed me out in the most oh, nicest oh, oh, way ever. Me too. Me Cheers. Too, me you don't drink that? He don't drink. Oh, I gotta drive. Oh, you must be on a keto diet. Oh, I this thought you was, One thing about black well, folk is Is it just me or black people will always find a way to shame you about making your life better? Woo. Doug, you don't drink? Woo. What you must Doug, like you know, your life is fuck? never gonna be better. You wanna know why? <laughs> why? Because you are just too much. Me? I like you because I can keep up with you. He said me as if he doesn't know that it's Yeah, not. he know he too much. He is on his way. You know what me and my sister used to be? We used to all be on the three-way calls in the morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, don't indict me on shit. Hold up. Let me finish. Uh, indict this man. I'm about to mute indict him. her mom in the microphone. I'm going to indict you, story up, because, you know, you know, my sister's a lovely individual. She's an angel in my eyes. She can do no wrong when she do wrong. <laughs> Amen. As it should be. How does that even work? That's my sister. That's my how sister. you should be with your, your siblings if you have any. Hell no. I Listen. know them. Listen, I ain't seen it. I ain't heard it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's my sister. I ain't seen it. I ain't heard it. Don't ask yeah. me shit. I don't know nothing. Listen, Doug. We used to all be on the three-way calls. Y'all remember? Yes. Whoa, hours. whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hey, I, I got people in, listening to this shit. You cannot interject like you always do. Oh. And this is why I say this that. Phone with so, the so, so let, 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 me, let me just give a public Long service cool. announcement out for the people that's listening. Hmm. Okay. Am I cussing too much? No, no. I'm going to just put this as plainly <laughs> okay. as I possibly can. Doug has been my friend on a whole nother level since we became friends. Yeah. You got to just respect that. 
You got to just respect that people that's listening. You got to just respect that at the end of the yeah. day, if something ever came, if something ever happened, something ever whatever, I'm going to be there. He going to be there. And if don't get it twisted. We we, that, we we have our moments, but, but nothing will ever come between. Yeah, that's, that yes, we talk, we used to talk on a more regular basis before people that's listening was listening. We <laughs> yeah, but that's why they on the we outside looking in. We used to talk in. more on a regular basis. But, no. I can, but, but that doesn't mean that there's any disrespect there. Listen, I mean, not. him and my Listen to all, listen to all my, all my hoes out there. Y'all know where y'all hey, stand. Hey, Doug, I'm about to give you some kudos. So can you be quiet for once in oh, your yeah. life? Give, this man give him flowers. some liquor because at this point, he might as well drink. Because it's like he drink already. What I'm saying. It's like he drunk already. <laughs> the mouth go 100 miles per minute. I'm trying to say, Speedy Gonzalez. So this is what I want to say about Doug. The first time I physically, you know, met him was at my dad's memorial service that we put on. We put on a real good sis. I just want to say thank you. Hold on, Doug. I'm not Because you. if it wasn't for you helping me, baby, you already know how bottled my mind was, how bothered my mind was. It was just a lot going on. Yeah. And you took that goddamn car, baby, that Mercedes. I don't know which one. One of the drop tops. You took that thing and you ran with it. And I appreciate that because... Our friendship Girl, you don't you don't even know. I know. Now Doug, I know. back to your big head ass. Doug, Doug, come on, come on, come on, come oh, on. Oh my come bad. I just get your ADHD together. <laughs> <laughs> it's acting up. She right ain't now. never coming so, back Doug, on y'all. I, I wanted to say that the first time I physically met you and formally met you was at my dad's memorial. But any friend of my sister's is a friend of mine. Just don't do my sister wrong in friendship. Because I'm coming at you. But you've been a good you've been a good guy. You been you 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 are consistent. You remind me of a, a lady that's 52 that is an email hoverer <laughs> and a text hoverer. How do you get a compliment and an insult in the same breath? But you are a good guy. You just talk too much. Pour me a shot. Pour me a shot. Pour me a shot. You got to pour your own trouble, my brother. Always, always, always. I love me some Dulcie, even though it take her a week to return a text message. Give a shot for all the good men out there. Yes. It take Dulcie a week. Have you ever sent somebody a text message and it take them so long to answer that you forgot the question? This is brought to you by Tito. I want to hear. I'm a millennial, but I'm not a because I don't, I don't hover over my phone, and I have two phones. Dulce, you got and more. And I don't hover over them, and I don't one. I keep off. Dulce, you got more excuses than the nigga going to jail. I'm just saying, you want to hear my truth, or you want to fill in the blanks? I'm gonna fill in the blanks. You Listen, should. No, let's I, not you should. fill in the blanks you should. for somebody who. You should. Every time we start talking, he say it's somebody. Not, not when the answer don't sheet is here. You don't want to fill in the blanks. Listen, you this is what I'm talking He's about. Scared. The man that talks too much. He's like a woman with a stinky thong on. I ain't scared. She's uncomfortable. She needs to talk about everything else because her discomfort level is at a 12. You know what? Um, this is been um, a great but I love you, time for us so, to be together. Yeah, uh, say say by the dose, y'all. Say by the dose. The baggy thong. <laughs> well, we came thong. together today, you guys. Yes. Just to Move it around now. Move it around. My dad. Yes. And it's important to me to pay respect to my dad because the journey that I'm taking is wholeheartedly because of him. Um, I don't share this story with many people, but I'm going to share it with you all today. First, this is the anniversary of him passing. Um, I woke up this morning trying not to focus on where I was at that time, mm -hmm. or that day. I think by the time I woke up, we was knee deep in drugs and alcohol. 
Knee deep. Me and my sister. Me and my sister's laying in the bed. Knee deep. I was there in spirit. Yes, knee deep. And so one, I'm glad that I woke up this morning not in that same space. No offense to where we were, but in that same mental space. So I'm glad. But me doing comedy was not my choice. That wasn't something that I set out and I said that I wanted to do. That was something that my father always wanted to do. And when my father passed, I started writing out of nowhere. It wasn't something that I just said, oh, let me do this. It just came to me. It just came to me. It just came to me. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared to share it with people. I didn't understand that this is therapy that I needed. I didn't understand that I needed to see it through. But my comedy has allowed me to get to know my dad in a different way. Mm. I see how he pours into me. Now, a little bit of a backstory. I'm the oldest kid with the other mother. So I wasn't there. I wasn't there. My dad wasn't there. But I was able to spend the last year of his life with him. And I wouldn't trade that for anything in this world. So I was able to share these jokes, able to talk this shit, able to check out these women with these fat asses. I don't know. He started liking white women at the end. I think it was the brain cancer. <laughs> he liked any woman at the Girl, end. He was just trying to get him some like, trim back. Got no ass. He's going out to the nurses. At. You ain't nailed the body. He said he was a But it's like, in my life, my dad never really gave me gifts. Okay. And so I equate what I have as probably the most precious gift you could ever give a person is his drive, is his personality, is his zest. It's all these things that he put in this perfect package and he couldn't give it to me until he left here because he still owned it at the time. But he gave it to me and it's so precious and it's a gift that you don't want to mess up the paper. You don't want to mess up the bow. You got to open it real slow because this is one of those things that you're going to fold the paper up. You're going to take the bow. You, it's, that's where I'm at in this comedy. It's still this little boat that I'm taking my time and I'm opening, but I understand that it's a gift from my daddy, so it's precious. I don't want to mess up the paper. I got to take my time. I don't even want to open it all the way yet. But once I do and once I get into it and once the gift is open, y'all better fucking watch out because Anthony Powell's door is going to have her foot on all you niggas next. Period. So just understand that. May I ask you a question? Understand yeah. that. May I ask you a question? Understand that all of this Period. that I'm doing, everything that I am on stage, everything that I am behind the mic, that's my daddy. My mom got mad because I said that, but it's the truth. That's my dad. Now this is question. your mama, so she Those, might as oh, well yeah. be, be yeah, happy about yeah, it. Yeah, these lips are you straight. T-Gray, can I ask you a question? And this is, this is being serious. This is actually being vulnerable with myself. I never got a chance to know my pops. Once I found him, he was already passed. Mm-hmm. When you connected with him in his last year of life, did you feel like a piece was finally put back where it wasn't? Um, Not necessarily during that last year, but maybe our last real conversation. And I call it real conversation because this was the conversation we had prior to him having his first surgery, prior to, like, we had just found out he had a tumor, surgery scheduled to get it removed. I think it was, like, on a Monday. I saw on Friday or something like that. And we had a conversation that we had never had before. In that time and in that moment, our last real conversation and the things that he said and the things that I said, I hold on to that so dearly. Not to mention, okay, yeah, we still had another year and we talked a whole lot of shit the other year, but it wasn't the same anymore. So I'm glad that I had that. 
I'm glad that I held and I hold and I hold on to the things that my father said. He apologized for things. I apologized for things. Like we really made amends with each oh, other. Man. I'm glad. So, so so even if it wasn't, it was to a certain degree, it was a puzzle. Like it was it was and when we had that conversation, some, that was the piece that I needed. I'll be that, I'll was, that, was, that, that, that piece of conversation was fulfilling. You got everything that you needed. Right. And so me and my dad closure, had tried that. Said right. We had tried that before. We had had other conversations. <laughs> but it just wasn't it like wasn't that, that like it was. You know what, you know what, that's 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 big because in our community, in our community for real, um, we we have a lot of uh, broken homes. And Indeed. the one thing we need to understand is that there's there's sides that we need to hear as yes. children. Mm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We need to yes. hear both sides. Mm -hmm. yeah. And because it's it's going to be it's so it's difficult because to hear you say that man that was like nerve-wracking for me because i never got a chance and when i finally found him he was dead and i was broken like i was heartbroken and you and, know what i don't even mean to cut you off but what i want to say to you is make sure that doesn't happen with christian and that's just for real i don't give a fuck what you got to do when he becomes a man make sure that the time that he sees you is not when you did. And that's coming from somebody who understands on more than one level, we can be gone tomorrow. Yeah. A lot of people run around here and act like we got all these days. Our yeah, days are numbered on fuck. What who what who say? And yes, we don't know when. But that's the that's the part. We don't know when. So if it's gonna be tomorrow, what am I gonna do today? If it's gonna be next week, what I'm gonna do all this week? If it's gonna be next month, what the, what what am I gonna mm -hmm. do in this time? So if your tomorrow was your last one, what would you do today to make sure that Christian knew his dad? Make sure that Christian knows the, the man that his father is. So, I know I'm talking a lot, but I've already had a shot, and y'all know I'm not a drinker. <laughs> no, so, but that but that's why I said this. You know, <clears throat> it, it, it's crazy, man. That um, wow. No, you're right. I'm I'm not even gonna. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to share with you. You know, the last thing that Dad said to me. What's that? Did you move my car? Girl. Girl. <laughs> you got my car keys. You got my jewelry. Ain't nothing you like got a, my wallet. Ain't nothing like a man who prioritizes. Make stuff. sure to call. Make sure to do. Make sure to say, don't let these motherfuckers do me. Don't right. make sure to, and make sure I'm going to go to my motherfucking house either because you got to watch them. I, right. Right. Big yeah, Ann had his priorities right, together, shit? didn't he? <laughs> like, hey, man. This, he automatically he was, put yeah. me in the trusty position. What's going on? I didn't ask for that. Right. I just wanted to make sure you was all right, but. And, and guess what he said when you left? Guess what he said when you left? When you left, he said, that's, that's my motherfucking twin. Mm -hmm. That's my twin right there. Mm -hmm. I'm I, daddy's man. daughter for real. God, man. For mean, real. I will mute these microphones before y'all electrocute us up in here with these tears. I think it's important that we're here. I think it's important that I'm my father's beginning. She's my father's end. Mm -hmm. Bookends. And we're here. And we're here. How long do we have before we go to break? 
Because I have a I have a good question. Go we ahead. Go. We got. Yeah, we got time. We got go ahead. Okay, so your question, question directed to T. Gray. Not to any Kevin out though. No, no, no. This is for everybody. Do you want more? Oh yes. One thing I don't. Hey, Kev. One thing you ain't gonna do, man. I don't like it when brothers just stare off into oblivion. Hey, you got to make eye contact every now and then, now, kid. Look, this is the this is this is very important for people to understand. This was um, this is like my best friend. Yeah. Like um, he was he was like he was my he was my um. Nah, for real, for real. I mean, I got to put my glasses on. I ain't even. Listen, I, ain't, I, ain't, I got look, practice oh, with you. Look, look, so look, make look. it a speech on my own. Look, look, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going straight mm. snake eyes. This nigga done oh. turned into G.I. Joe up in this joint. <laughs> no, 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 Real look, American look, hero. I came, I came Go with, Joe. I came with Kung Fu. Yo, 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 Joe. <laughs> yo, Joe. This nigga Cobra Commander. I said, I'm going to fight my, I'm going to fight my feelings today. But, yes. but no, no, off the no board though. Me and him, we had, um. We connected honestly through um, Cliff, Clifton Powell, because um, I I was. That actually, sounds so familiar. Clifton Powell, the, the Pinky after, from Friday. Our cousin. Pinky. Yes. 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 You know so that's my cousin. That's so, it. No, that's <laughs> I said. The name sounded for me. I wouldn't think about it. My nigga Pinky. So honestly, like we connected through him. I did a movie with him. Um, a long story about this movie. I'm 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 doing a rebuttal on the movie, so I, I I'll keep you in. in um, contact with that all that info and stuff but we wound up connecting um through him we we wound up working together um i was doing something outside of um entertainment i was actually doing leasing he was uh like a concierge and every time that i come out there to meet with him we would just start joning on people man i mean it was like classic i mean i'll be like man yo and, and we just we just connected after that and then it was just so funny. He just said, yeah, you know, um, blah. I said, so, you know, what's your name, blah, blah, blah. He gave a card out and stuff. And he was like, yeah, pal. I said, dang on. You know, I just did a movie with Clifton, pal. He was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> he said, man, I'm a, he said, yeah, right, all right, all right. Come on back around 12 o'clock. If he ain't called Cliff up and say, hey, look, hey, do you know this dude named Kevin Woods, man? Like, he really, like, grilled me out and everything. Like, <laughs> hey, look. Look, look I'm, I'm, I'm just making sure because this dude, he's saying that he know you and stuff like that. And he said, put him put him on speaker. And then Cliff got on. He was like, who is this? I said, man, I'm the dude that, that was bringing you your crabs and stuff. I'm, matter of fact, I'm the dude that paid you. He said, oh, hey, what's up with you, homie? <laughs> Black Cliff, people to call your bluff in a heartbeat. Oh, you him? Yeah. Look, okay, look, I'll call him. It's quiet as kept, though. I mean, we both got done wrong on that movie, so... Like I said, it is a rebuttal gonna, movie that's coming out. Like yeah, yeah, but but look, but look, out of that all though, out of that all, I mean, me and um, me and me and um, Powell, and I call him Powell because hey man, he just used to give it to you like that, Powell. So I mean, I just said yeah, man, we just gonna go with you like that, man. And um, yeah, he just said, man, look, uh, you know, and he kept on saying this stuff to me, and and this is why I'm even wearing my glasses. He literally was talking stuff like this is going to happen i don't have that much time i need to do this comedy right now mm -hmm. and he said i need somebody that i can trust i was a dude who was just trying to get into directing and i didn't even care what i had to do i believed in him you know i didn't have to even hear any comedy that he wrote down he was he was already spewing that. You get what I'm saying? Like you know when you around a talent. Like I did a movie called. Well, I ain't gonna say that. Let me leave that down because I'm trademarked. But anyway, 
Um, but yeah, but but Yo, no, Kev, but I did. I I wound Kev, up you killing me. I wound up doing a movie and stuff, and um, it just made me really think like. I'm 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 a good character of I'm I'm a good judge of character and everybody that I kind of worked with was rare at what they did and you got I can't say discernment, bro yeah and I and I said to myself like he was a mix of so many greats like I'm 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 like Robin Harris like that like Bernie Mac like that like having a conversation with him like literally the name of this show was literally what we used to do all the time. We just used to talk shit and film it. And literally it worked. And I was just like, he just don't understand, like, yo, we gonna be famous. And when everything wound up happening, um, I think I, I I really I really like went into a corner because I felt as though like this can't be happening. This is my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, he gave me advice. Believe it or not, he talked about y'all all the time. Like, mm -hmm. I raised my kids, and you can do it. He saw what I was going through. Like, literally, I had my family And might up. I add, with no assistance from the state. Man, this man was remarkable, No child man. support, no nothing. And um, I did get the chance to interview him, and he talked about it extensively. I have that um, whenever y'all ready. Um, it is a lot that he covered. Um, but he talked about men being men. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing, put damn, God but, first. Damn, damn, do we need him right now? God men first being men thing. and men being men. Hey, look, he said, man, no shame in you leaving what you're doing to take care of your kid. That's what a man does. You know, it's funny because I'm sitting up here listening to what you said. And the I can't drink through my mouth. And the thing, that stick, the thing that sticks out to me is when you said that he knew that he didn't have that much time. So he had to get some he had to get some stuff together. And then when I sit up here and think about T. Gray and how she is used the word dream because it wasn't your dream before. You know, the one thing that I've realized and I was telling somebody this the other day, just flow with me real quick. A goal is for you. A dream is for everybody else. Mm. Like I, I sit back and I listen to Martin Luther King and hit, of course, everybody knows the I have a dream speech. And they always focus on the I have a dream and the free at last, free at last. The part that gets me is when he says, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. I may not make it there with you. Yeah. And I think that is so apropos right now because I believe Aunt saw, Big Aunt saw the mountaintop. And I think he saw the promised land in each and every one of his kids, especially you, which is the reason why the connection with you and him over that last year was necessary. Because it reminds me of the Bible when Elijah was getting ready to go up and he threw his cloak down to Elisha and Elijah had a double portion of Elijah's spirit, which means that as powerful as Elijah was, Elisha was doubly powerful. I believe that last year with your daddy was his cloak being passed to you. And I honestly believe in my heart that at that moment, 
his goal was realized and his dream was passed to you, which is why you specifically said it wasn't my dream before. It was. It's my dream now. Yeah. So mark my words. And for all y'all people out there, understand this. You're going to be pissed off. You're going to hate on her. And that's great. And if you hate because on her, the she under, has sisters. Because the, no, no, because I'm saying that to say <laughs> this. Boop, boop. I'm saying that to say this. I came with Kung Fu grip. You, you, <laughs> in this comedy game, T-Gray, and I need you to receive this because this is not me saying this. You're going to be doubly powerful than what your father was because he passed you his cloak mm -hmm. and now his dream has become your dream. Mm -hmm. Do not take that joint lightly for real. I don't. Do not. You're going to be doubly powerful and, than your father. Because that joint, I was where, just thinking about that. I had a moment where, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put it in the proper verbiage, but I had a moment where I almost was like ready to give up. And that's crazy because I just got here. Um, and I had to check myself. That's what I've been doing the past month, to be honest with you guys. I had to check myself and what I was doing it for and why I was doing it and where it was coming from. So I can't, my ego can't get big. My drive can't get small. Like it's certain rules that I have to apply because this isn't for me. And the same way I feel like my daddy gave me this gift. This is the gift that I can give back to him. At the end of the day, that's the way I look at it. People don't understand that about me, but that's exactly the way I look at it. Like I had stopped having fun in comedy and so many comedians tell me you gotta have fun, you gotta have fun. I had stopped having fun. I was so focused on the wrong thing and the wrong, like I had got out of the spirit of what started me to it. And I thought about the first time I grabbed the mic. Rodney Perry again was on my phone and said, go up there and do it for your pops. And that was all that I needed. That was all that I needed to hear mm -hmm. for it to come to fruition, mm -hmm. for me to make that move. And I thought about how much fun I had that day and how good I felt at the end. It was one thing to walk off stage and see people who at that moment seemed to really be there for you. But it was another thing to walk off that stage and at that moment and be like, dad, I did it. And so the times that I have bombed, I didn't walk on stage with that attitude. The times that I've done well, I walked on stage with that attitude like that, I did it. And so I realized that I have to keep that every single time. I can't lose that. I can't, I cannot walk out of that realm. It's either me and him or it ain't shit. Period. For the Bible says <laughs> that faith without works is dead. But see, you are alive, alive in Jesus. And Aaliyah said, at first you don't succeed, you try again. So if something what in your she life don't about work, R. Kelly? Doug, <laughs> Doug, <laughs> Doug, Maybe he I told you about and... taking over shit. I'm dude. just saying, baby. I'm just adding. It's an additive to what you're saying. I'm just saying. But in a younger way, because... <clears throat> so you saying I'm old? <laughs> All I'm saying is... I'm just saying Listen, why don't y'all be a Dulcie or Duke? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be a Dulcie. <laughs> she said, what? <laughs>
<laughs> no, man, I love this. I love this, man, because I've had the pleasure <laughs> of being around all of them together. And when I tell you, you talking about a cast of characters, shout out to, to Aunt Arlinda Mo, Man, when I tell you hilarity to the 12th power, these jokers will fight against each other ferociously. But don't you dare say something about oh, the clique. You When I tell you, when I tell you, when I tell you fight ferociously, I was playing cards with them one night. And oh, it shit. and when I say they I got it's into okay it, for you to say that. Yes, I was, playing, I was playing. I was playing cards with them one night, and when I tell you they was going back and forth over just a card game, I got up, put my finger up because you know when you put a finger up as a black person, you invisible. Can't nobody see you. As I'm tiptoeing, <laughs> listen. As I'm tiptoeing on the carpet AKA to get over and to get over <laughs> to the couch. Who Dulcie yells out, Dub, don't you take your ass nowhere. I was like, Sit your what? ass right there. Where you going? That's right. You Where you going? It. I you was in it. You say, say you family, you're a part of it. You in don't, it. Don't duck off when the heat oh, gets hot. It got too you hot for me up family. in that joint, uh, man. Uh, I'm uh, serious. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, shout out to Mo. Mo is the most Complete, incomplete arguer I've ever met in my life. Mo will start arguing, not <laughs> make sense. sense. Cut her argument off, go sister. in the room, come <laughs> back out five minutes later and say, and will yes, you heard like, about what? some other shit. But she had to step off to do it because it was a lot going on, so her ADHD was said, off too. I said, Mo, <laughs> it be too many people. It be yeah. too much going on. Then she got, then she got to try to figure out whether she's showing off in front of company. Yeah, or not. I said, Mo, it's a lot of editors. I said, I said, Mo, you. <laughs> finish your first point so how you gonna come out and say and another thing and, look, and all of this is why she got a plate in her hand for the fruit and chips <laughs> right. I can't take you serious I'm telling you right now fruit man and chips. that joint is a reality show waiting to happen boy yeah, yeah. they are hilarious yeah. together but like I said man they like Voltron when them jokers come together boy they like like Voltron. I form the head. Roll out. Let's period, make it happen. Period, they like period. DMX, boy. They for Voltron. It's a rap, boy. Man, conversations with comedians on NLGradio.com. Man, this is the first show of the new year. And what no better way to start it off than T. Gray dedicating this to her father, Big Aunt Powell. God rest, rest his peace, soul. Yeah. We are up in here. Big Aunt And let me tell y'all old lady something. <laughs> he would have gave y'all a run for y'all money and y'all oh, yeah. money. I'm going to tell you. He was, he was a looker, baby. Last and thing you need to cooker. do is set somebody life alert off right about now. Look, um, he, well, he don't like them. You know, he, don't, <laughs> he don't like women with life alerts around their life. No, not at you, all. Oh, man. At all. He needs somebody that's I'm getting, young in here. I'm getting and my guts up. blown up, and, 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 and I can't no, get and up. No, and no women that smell like formaldehyde. Man, we also joined by the talented Kevin Woods in the building. He is up in this joint dressed like Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Joe, ha! <laughs> Fighting crimes and, and diseases. Oh and my gosh, man! So let, let's go around the room. So, Dulcie, tell me what was your Christmas and your New Year's like? Oh, oh it was like nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Wake up. Can we say morning. smoke weed? 
Yo. You can. You said it. You can't say it. You already <laughs> said it. Smoke weed every day. Weed. I went to the um, yeah. national park. For the uh, the Christmas lights, mm-hmm. okay. you know the uh, showing where you have mm-hmm. the little different. Mm-hmm. That was cute. I look cute. Oh yeah. Um, in my New Year's, I was in the house. I know that. I was in the house. I started off in my big sister's house, but I went in the house because I had worked that day, so I was tired, uh, or I I worked that day prior to or something. So you know, when the older you get, when you in your thirties, the more you like to take naps. So the more of the stories, I like to take a lot of naps, weed naps. I like to cook. Shout out to Kang. Shout out, Shout to, out to the weed plugs all <laughs> around the you. world. Thank you for the weed, man. All around Always the world. Always keeping but your job. I, I mean, I guess, you know, of course, a piece of me was missing because my dad wasn't here. And around, you know, the 31st of December, we was getting him gathered up to go to the right. hospital. Right. Um. So, you know, it was, it was just. It's been just a downer since Thanksgiving. Yo. Since his for birthday. Real? For real. For me, like. Once Christmas was on its way, and so a lot of people don't know, I like to throw stuff. I like to have parties. I'm a function mm-hmm. girl. I mm-hmm. like to have my family around. If I'm in a relationship, I'm on every side of every family every in the bed. Right. I like everybody to be together. Christmas is my favorite holiday. So the last time that I did something for Christmas, Rosh I had a pajama party. My dad came. My sister was there. You know what I mean? All my family is there. And it felt fantastic. And it was literally, that was the last Christmas that we really, we kicked it. Because a week later, he was in the hospital. And so it was humbling for me to do this again for the first time. Okay, he's gone. Last Christmas, we really couldn't. We couldn't do nothing, you know. But then, okay, here we are again. And I'm having this pajama party, a new place, new whatever. And I, I just wanted my dad to come through with a box of wine, bitch. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Box now, of I wine. Did you say yes. a box yes. of wine? I wanted him to come through. What you know? A box I of wine. Box of wine. Yes, we used to get down. You a lie? With his Dude, box of wine. we used to get that. And his Seven Eleven cup. And his black and mild. And mind his business. Like man. my dad liked to eat. Like, he had a box of wine. Man, we. That was his shit. Every time I had a function. Amsterdam. Cranberry, God dang one yeah, right. Like, that's it. Like, that's... Yeah. Man. I really wanted that. And to oh be honest God. with you all, yeah, as man. old as I am, that was the first time that I felt like I feel it. Mm. Like, I felt it. And I felt it in such such a, a crazy way. So, I've been slowly kind of dealing with it the past few weeks. And I'm like, I know I feel something. I know I feel it swelling up. But I'm trying to keep my composure. I'm trying to, you know... Have you, I'm have trying you, to be tough. T-Gray, have you... And, and this is for you too, Dulce. Have y'all allowed yourselves to grieve? Because you know the grieving process I'm is steps. Grieving. Steps. I'm still grieving. I don't oh, know what the white people say the process is, but too. I know I'm still in it. But it's been a lot going on. You know, it's been a lot going on. But you know you got to make time for that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to say, okay, <clears throat> I don't even know. I guess my grieving points are when I bust out crying. When I, you know, but grieving to me sounds... Like this long drawn out drawn out yeah. process, and I have to constantly remind myself because I was dead with my dad every day. I have to constantly remind myself that I did the best I could, and my dad was taking care of it. You know, every you feel so well. well it because almost seems like you feel dad. you almost feel like you feel guilty. No, no. Okay, okay. That's what. I, okay. I'm saying I, did, I took care of my dad. Okay. Like down to paying his bills and my bills. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm the I'm the baby daughter, but I put that shit on my back. And two core people helped me to death. My big sister and my brother. Shout um, out Lil Ant. Yeah. Shout out to my brother, Anthony Jr. Um so it was a lot of times where of course I wanted to bust out crying and I wanted to, you know, have my fits because I'm watching my dad, mm-hmm. you know, slowly decline. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't do that. I had to keep up that that energy for me and for him because he was relying on me and my, my you know, how I came in the room that day. Dad, what you doing? What the hell you doing, nigga? Like, mm-hmm, you know what I'm right. saying? Trying to get him up and pepped. And I kept him pepped. And, you know, when he said his head was hurting, I got him weed. We gonna get high. I'm gonna watch you gonna watch some TV and baby, we gonna ride this thing out. You know, hey. it's nothing you have a more greater peace knowing that you and let me pause and say this for everybody that has parents that are still living, um, mother or father, parents are very important if you have a great relationship with them. Um just just be there for your parents. You don't never want to do what you're gonna do, but you never want to send your parent to a home, a hospice, because this is all this is all we get. This is all we got, and you know, you don't never want to give anybody that you don't know control over your family member or your loved one. Do all that you can do. Try all you can try. You and your family work shifts out mm-hmm. to take care of your loved ones because that person that's gonna break, that bears the brunt of that responsibility is going to essentially. At some point in the day, hold resentment that everybody couldn't do and go beyond what they could have. You know, everybody has to have a shared responsibility if you share a parent or if you share a, a, a grandmother or it's about family at the end of the day. So run for your family, run for your loved ones if you have good relations with relationships. Miss Jenkins should have remembered that it was about family. I would be a hypocrite to say that, you we know. Miss Jenkins should remember it was my family when I wanted that kung fu grip. I'll be a hypocrite. When I wanted yeah, that GI Joe with the kung fu grip, she ain't <laughs> give that to me. Sh- never give up. Because at the end of the day, you may love that nigga, you may love that thought, but they ain't gonna be there for you like your family. Your family's dis- uh, indiscretions and, and arguments and all of those things. That's temporary. Yeah. You gonna yeah. get over that? Yeah. She gonna. <clears throat> that's gonna be. That's family forever. But for the outsiders. You know, that's that's just temporary. Your girth and your love and your prayer and mm-hmm. your strength and your motivation and all these things come from your bloodline, and that's family. So never, you know, we all go through our, our things in life, but never forget that at the end of the day, your family, are, your family is going to only be there for you. They want the best for you. You may not see it, but guess what? That's what it is because when you're on your deathbed, your family going to be there for you. It's not going to be nobody else. For the Bible says... To honor thy mother and thy father, that their days may be longed upon the earth. And when dad would say, give me my, give me my flowers Mm -hmm. while I'm here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, towards those last, I want to say probably like four years, not even knowing dad was going to pass away. Like we spent time together. It was every, you know, every three days or every, you know how dad is. Listen, sir. I had to say, get it together, Dad. You're going to pull it together because we're we a good team. But in order for us to consider you be Batman and Robin, you're going to have to calm down a little bit. And he always called me his consultant, the person that calms him down, the person that gets his anger at a, 
bare minimum, you know. And I'm glad I was able to contribute those, contribute those things mm-hmm. to Dad. Mm-hmm. You know, being the youngest child, him relying on me so heavily for a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? You don't know the brunt of responsibility and, and burdens, not saying it negatively, right. that you carry and the things that you add to people's lives. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out, like, you know, hey, I know that you are a powerful force and you contribute a lot to people's lives, but, like, how heavy is the impact? Because sometimes you can think that you you forget the things that you've accomplished or the things that you've done or the things that you do. Or the people you've impacted. Or the people you've impacted. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and, and that's just you know, as an individual. You forget mm-hmm. your accolades. You forget the yeah. things that you do. Yes. You forget to give yes. yourself those flowers. Yes. You're so consumed with making a motherfucker see you. Hey, give me my flowers as opposed to giving them to giving them to yourself first. Was, did, speaking of people he impacted, do you see that? Have you witnessed that, both of you? Well, all three of you. Like, people just coming up to you talking about, man, aunt was this to me, aunt was that to me. It was strangers who I didn't know knew my dad. Sylvia Traymore knew my dad. Really? And so, um, for a lot of people who may not know who Sylvia Traymore is, she's probably one of the, she's a GOAT as far as black women in comedy, first female impressionist, first female writer on SNL, just super dope woman. But when I posted about my father passing, she was like, is that your father? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> is your father's name Anthony? Yeah. Well, did he work at all? Yeah. Girl, yeah. just get to the point. Just get to the point. Your dad is amazing. Your dad is this. Your dad is that. There were so many people that I met on the back end that I didn't know knew my dad. And, then they, and they knew me. And they didn't, you know. Which means he you, talked about you. You would never, no, you yeah. would never put the two together. You know what I mean? Especially my last name. We, you know, you, you know, never put the yeah, two together. Yeah. All of us look like a different family member. I look like his sister. I don't look like him. So you would never really put it all together. But it's like so many people is like, wow, that's your dad. I know your dad. Oh, that's your dad. I know your dad from here. I know your dad from there. Your dad was this. Your dad was that. So it was definitely um, just a humbling experience. I would experience. have to say the most impactful and humbling experience I had was when I had to call all of dad's jobs. Um, and I spoke with the HR, uh, the head of HR for Arnold and Porter. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh my God, I remember your dad. Mm-hmm. And she just started flooding my ears with so the same many place good still things. Arnold and Porter. So yeah. many good things. And I was at work and I just started bawling. I couldn't hold it in. You know, I had a job to do, but at the end of the day, you know, it was fresh. My dad had passed. We were planning the memorial. Mm-hmm. Then I have to, you know, take all of these steps and precautions and call his jobs and these things like that. Um, and that was a really impactful moment for me because the the depth of what she was saying. Right. Yeah. You the, don't really know. I, I don't and, mean and to cut you off, but like you never really head know HR how people lady are affected. Right. Like, she's a big deal. And for right. her to say, hey, I remember your dad. He he served us for so-and-so years. Da, 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 da. Um, great personality. Always made you laugh. You yeah. know. And everybody had the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Dr. Lee. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody that he came in contact with had the same feeling about him. And so... It's one thing to know your parent as a parent. You don't really know your parent as a human, I think. You know, oh, you're right. You're even, absolutely even if correct. you have a friendship with them, you yeah. never you don't know, know them as how the they man. are. Yeah. 
out out in the world. Because that friendship is secondary. Yeah, Yeah, they'll always be your dad. Find out later, like wow. So that's why that's why I'm glad Kev's here because I want you to talk to me about Big Ant the man. Oh man, look. First and foremost, he was like more than just like like I said when we connected. I mean, it was it was just like. Where's this dude? Where's this dude Bennett? Like, like he he seemed like he was just like around the way, and then I found, oh yeah, I'm in Southeast. I'm like, you know what? It's a small world, man. I said I'm in Southeast too, and then from that point on, man, it was a Jonin Fest every day, man. So you're trying to tell me he I'm lived in Southeast. You lived in Southeast. Yeah. And y'all just passed by each other like two ships no, in the night and did we, not know. We literally worked. Southeast is big. We, we literally <laughs> worked. I'm just thinking to myself. One on Martin Luther, the other one Mississippi, and y'all just passing by each other. Well, it's I, I was Southeast, Northeast, and you got the Southeast, Southeast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got I was that. Alabama, Southeast. So, yeah. And then he was Southeast, Southeast also. But we worked uptown, which was weird because you'll never think you'll see two Southeast dudes working in the Dorchester. That's what we used to work at. And um, from that point on, like I said, man, I mean, we, we, we just connected. And then Powell, um, Cliff actually set it off. He was just like, man, yeah, just get his number and stuff, and we all going to stay in contact. But we never got over to Cliff. It was about me and Ant. Like, I know Cliff, he's a movie star and stuff like that. But like I said, it was more so about both of us making our come up. Like, we saw Cliff, we ain't want to, and, and, he, and he, there's so many stories that he had with Cliff. Like, honestly, um, just for people to know this, I mean, he, he had, like, some impact on Cliff's um, career also. Like, he was a funny dude, so if you say something, if, if he says something around you, you guaranteed you're going to laugh. And a lot of that, it was like, it was family. So, hey, man, yeah, you could use that. You could use this. So, if you hear Cliff, you hear some of that. I ain't gonna lie. My first encounter with Clifton Powell was, uh, I think I was twelve, and he was on Rock. He played the uh, he played yeah. the crack dude. Yo, yeah, Rock. we and talked we about this last time. Picture <laughs> at Grandma's house. Oh when that joke came up yeah, in there, and, and it was crazy pictures. because he did an interview yeah. about that powerful scene between him and Rock, and I just where recently, where too. Rock actually grabbed him. Yeah. And he said that was all improvised. Yeah. He said that was not in the script at he all. He put him yeah. up on the wall. And it was crazy yeah. because you saw it and it, it is like Cliff had to stay in character for a moment because right. it was like it took him by surprise. Right. So it was like the three episodes that I remember the most. I remember that one. I remember when he was in the barbershop and got shot by Heavy D's character. Yeah. And then I remember when he went to the jail to visit the young man who shot uh, Old Girl's friend. And I remember he just kept talking to him like, you little punk, you know. Hey, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. But that was my first encounter with him. That was yeah. my first encounter with him. I was like, this dude, real intense. And then when I saw him again as a as a jokester, it's like, this ain't the same dude. Like, So it's like, it, it's crazy. So when I think about Ant and him being cousins, yeah. is there, there was an age gap between you and Big Ant, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when you say best friends, was it more like, was it, it couldn't have been almost equal. Was it almost like he was a, a, a I don't want to say a father figure. Well, let me. Was it like you <clears throat> looked up to him, so to speak? Like you were gleaning from him more so? I would say right about that time, um, I was still dealing with a lot of stuff with myself. Like I got out of school for communication broadcasting. So, I mean, I thought off the break I was going to be a director. I was going to go to New York. I was going to go to 
California. I had a job in Seaside. was your oyster. <laughs> yeah, was man. Oyster. I mean, that's what you think when you in when you in college and stuff like that. But you know, um, I guess you know, um, out out of it all, man. You know, you just you just get out and um, out in the world and stuff, and you you're just trying to make it. You know. So when when um you meet people unique like that, you know what I'm saying, and and I've I've definitely had people in and out of my life. Um, he he actually did not come off just as a friend. It was more so he had knowledge. Yes. You get what I'm that's, saying? That's what I wanted to know. That's what and, I wanted to ask you. And and like because what was the age gap between you and him? Was, hey, go on, man. I mean, I'm 43 now. He, he would have been, been 62. 62. So you're talking about 20 years. And it, look, 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 look. Let me explain something real quick. Don't let the age fool you. This man had swag. No, no, I'm like, not. No, I'm not. Like, I'm, just, I'm just saying when, yeah, when, when I mean, you're talking about 20 years, yeah. we're talking about a whole di- Like he exactly. comes from what we consider right. the old days. Like, yeah. you know, where things. Not so, the old days, old school. Old school, old school. Old school. Yeah. Correct so, it. <laughs> so it's like yeah. when, when you say your friend, like your best friend, I'm wondering, is it more so of a thing where it was like, like perfect example, the disciples were Jesus's friend, yeah. but at the same time, they were still students while he was the teacher. Oh, of course. So was I mean, it like that with you and him? I would honestly think, I mean, I would honestly say, like, I always looked at him as big brother. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Um, only because I would say um, within my life, you know, um, me and my brother, we weren't as tight. Um, the only person that I really considered as my brother was my cousin. And unfortunately, um, he was my business partner and he wound up getting murdered. Wow. Um, so as I was looking at the whole situation, I was just like, you know, um, and I, I hate to like put these two together. But I mean, this is just the 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 I was dealing with basically like almost like survivor's guilt mm. since my cousin had passed. Um I felt as though that I could have had intervened in that and caused that from not happening. Well, why are you here and, and he isn't? And as I was there with Aunt in the hospital, literally I was cursing doctors out, nurses out, like, yo, you ain't gonna do my man wrong. Like, y'all giving him sugar and stuff like that. He needs water. Like, I was going. Like, because I couldn't see that I felt as though that it was it was happening slowly and I was just like, you know what? I got to come in and do something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's when I I I met his I met his daughter, this young lady right here. She was she was always there. You know when I was there. And if you was and, giving um, them hell, I can and look, imagine look, look, what look. Off the doing. break though, off the break. She quest. Who the hell is that? <laughs> like off the break. Who is this? Yeah, she was At like, yo. Times, she was I'm like, who is this? And he was like. Oh yeah, that's Woods. She was like, "Oh yeah, that's Woods." She yeah. still, she know what it was, but she's like, "Oh yeah, that's Woods." Oh okay, what's up? I'm like, uh, "Oh okay." He and then as soon as he left, he's like, "Yeah man, that's my twin right there." I said, "Man, shit, I can tell. Shit, she on my back, she on my neck, everything." Yeah, he's like, "Man, don't mess with my baby." I think at that point in time, the conversation was about getting his cross, if I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I was and there. I, I I witnessed that uh, argument right there. <laughs> he was like, "Man, she was like, and Daddy, you gonna give me that crossy?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get it. Hey, hey, man, man, hey, you know what, man? What? She look. got it. Hey, look, 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 look. Dulcie right is the living example of whatever you right put your mind to. Right where it is, man. you will accomplish. Right where it is. You know, man. we 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 down to I'm our glad last. You showed that. We down to our last ten minutes, and what I want to do, 
is I think we should go out the only way we know how to go out. I want starting off with 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 Kev, Dulce, and then T Gray will end it. But just really quick, maybe a minute or less, what is the one thing that you'll take with you from Big Ant? Kev. Oh man. Shoot, man, I ain't got enough time. All right, for one, um, his father wisdom, the, the 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 man talk. This is the reason why I'm forming a show, and he was supposed to have been a part of it, and I have to do it. So it will be a show for men in all ages, and we will definitely talk about different things because that was what his interview was about. He definitely wanted to reach young black men and be that voice. So for real, honestly, man, he really was like my big brother. Everything that I wanted to do, he, he tried to invoke, and then, you know, with the comedy and everything, too, he didn't give up on that. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, that's 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 me, I guess. And if you could thank him for one thing, and I'm, I'm giving it both of y'all. If you can thank him for one thing, what would it be? Hey, man, just the friendship, man. That was enough. That was enough, man. I mean, that taught me so much, and it still does. I mean, because he's still here. Literally, he's still here. Honestly, I mean, I got a message from him the other day. And I know that sounds crazy, but he told me to cut the shit, Woods. <laughs> and I know it was him because ain't nobody else going to talk to me like that. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and I got that message through my girl. She's very spiritual. And she was like, your, your man, aunt, he told me to tell you this. And I was just like, you know, I, that's why I'm getting teary right now. Because honestly, I didn't even know why I was invited today. I was like, oh, shit, comedy. And now I'm in tears over here, wearing the snake eyes. <laughs> Dulcie, what 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 do you take from Big Ant? Oh, I take that's a long list, right? But the 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 main thing, the main the thing. main thing I I take away is family. You that's the const that's the consistent thing that beats me in my head. Family, 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 family. That's it, you know. Um, yeah. And what do you thank him for? What's the one thing if oh, you could think? Oh, that's easy. Shit, give right? me life. Because I continue to give people terror. <laughs> this, this thing right here, man. Specifically we women and men's That's the only time I get to them hurt and pain for them realizing that they've hurt me. Hide your daughters. Hide your daughters. Hide your daughters, please. But if they want to come out and play, they're going to have them a real good time. But that's what I took away from my daddy. Me being here, because if it wasn't for him, a lot of women, a lot of people in general say that if it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here. That's not at all true, because the man shot it off. 50-50. If it wasn't for him, it wouldn't have been that little white little seed crawling up to that little, uh, 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 What's the that called? My man was a choosy the lover. Egg, they go, go the up the fallopian tube. Why we just yeah, turn yeah, this yeah. into health class? You know, so... <laughs> I thank my dad, on a serious note, Joel, I thank my dad for me being here, yes. for me, for him allowing me and trusting in me to take care of him to, to the best of my abilities. I wasn't a home health, health aide or none of that shit. Right. You know? Right. I just, I seen the sense of urgency, you know, and I just jumped into it. I jumped into it, no matter if I asked for that role or not. Mm-hmm. I took it on because that's what my father deserved. He don't de- deserve, you know, to go out like a, a pig in a slaughterhouse. 
Mm. You know, he's a man. And if we're talking about men, you need to go out with some dignity and respect. And that's what he did. Down to the day when he was on his bed, when we were shaving his head. You got a shitload of tears in your eyes. I said, girl, hold the back of his head up, bitch. I need to to shave his head. You know what he say. Dorsey, shave my head. Shave my head. Make sure my head is shaved. In the hospital. In the hospital. Give me some razors and some shaving shit. I'm almost afraid that I'm almost afraid to turn this over to her. Can can you keep it together? All right. First off, you're not gonna do me like that. <laughs> okay. Your you're turn. You're not gonna keep sunning me on yo, this show. Your turn. So my daddy come back here for real. <laughs> your turn. Doug, leave me. my sister alone. <laughs> I'm just saying. What do you take from Big Ant? Um, I'm taking this comedy thing. I'm taking. You've already said it. I'm taking his dream and making it mine. Um, and I'm going to do it justice. And I'm going to do everything that he wanted to plus some. Um, that's what I take. And what do you thank him for? Giving me everything that I am. Like I said earlier, everything that I am on the mic, everything I'm able to be when I'm in front of a camera, everything that I am when I'm on stage, this personality. Like I'm real chill. When I get on the mic, when I'm in front of the camera, when I'm on stage, it's a whole nother beast. That's totally my father. Yeah, somebody rubbing their coochie on a stranger the last I time. I did. I did <laughs> rub coochie on a stranger. <laughs> that dude was so and shook. And father was there, he probably would have bust out laughing. When I tell you, I've never seen a man with stage fright before that wasn't no stage. When she rubbed that thing on him, what I he do? I put my on What he do? Hold on. And when I tell you, she put that fupa right up on him and homeboy did like this and stopped i said come well, on bro the porch was, was not no was he oh he was in she was sitting at the bar i'm dead gotcha. it was funny though but we had warm porch um yeah, warm I, porch. I didn't even know that all of this was my father like i had to have a come to jesus type moment to realize this is where i get it from you know, we all got characteristics that come from our parents. We all got shit like our mother. We all got shit like my father. Everything that I am on the mic is my day. Bottom line. Wouldn't change it. Wouldn't rearrange it. Couldn't stop it if I tried. All the shit that I talk, all the shit that we talk together, like it's, that's that's just him. So everything that he put in me and gave to me, I'm going to make sure that I live out whatever it is that he wanted to do. I know how much my dad wanted to do comedy. Like, when I even started doing my show, my father was always, when you going to take me to the show? When you going to get me on stage? Yes, when yes, gonna do yes, that? he when did. When you going to do that? Like, when you, when you, when you, like, and he was so, in fact, like, I could do this. Like, he was so emphatic about it, and he didn't understand. I don't have to reach. You think I got that. It looked like I got that reach, but I don't. But I'm about to motherfucking get that reach. Mm-hmm. And if... It takes me doing this shit for the rest of my life. If it takes me being on your TV, if it takes me being on your your red your carpets, arenas, wherever, your- wherever it is, wherever it takes me, then he's right there. I feel like he's getting it too. He's able to get on stage. He's able to walk these carpets. He's able to talk and meet to some of the people that I've met and some of the people that I talked to. And I know that there's more to it. I know that there's more that, that he said and, and things that I need to see. Stuff you was trying to show me last year, I couldn't even watch it at the time. I fell out in this same studio. Yep. I, I, I Absolutely. Even watch it. Yeah. Had to pick up. 
But now I understand on a different level how I'm able to receive what my father put in me. It's so important that people understand that at one, when you don't have a relationship with your parent, somebody has to stop being angry. Somebody has to. Um, but I think it's important, kind of piggybacking off what my sister said a little bit, you have to be a better child to the parent than the parent mm -hmm. was to you. You have to. It's hard to understand, but you have to. If I did not, or if I didn't come to a point in my life where I understood that, I don't think I would have been able to receive the gift that he gave me. I wouldn't have been able to understand it. I wouldn't have been able to equate it to something. Like, I laughed and joked with him about what I knew he wanted to do, but once it was settled on my heart, I knew who it came from. I knew why. I knew what the purpose was. Like, my dad literally has given me purpose. Mm-hmm. He's Man. given me purpose. Yeah. Well. That's what's in that box. I'm going to tell you purpose. like this. I never knew Big Ant. So there's not too much I can take from him. But you know what I do thank him for? You. Because the truth of the matter is, people need to understand this. People really and truly need to understand this. This show doesn't go without T. Gray. I don't. I don't give a damn what anybody says. I believe our God, our Creator, is perfect in everything. And we've had. I've been here since the beginning, and I've had plenty of co-hosts. They were great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking nothing away from you. But there's just pieces that fit. You can fit a square peg into a round hole, but it's gonna take the corners off. So you're gonna be missing something. T Gray is the square in a square peg. So for Big Ant, I never had the pleasure of knowing you. But I do thank you, because your daughter is a gift that continues to give to both me and Terrence on this show. So I will love you by loving her. And I will make sure that I will take care of your gift while she is here. Goodness, I'm here. I'm glad I'm here to witness that. Goodness gracious. Hey, it's Conversations, conversations with Comedians on NLGRadio.com. We will see you next Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8, bringing comedy to the conversation. We love y'all for Dulcie. For Kevin Woods, T. Gray, oh, and the yeah. Duke of Comedy in his absence, I'm Mr. Perspective, Doug Bennett. We love y'all, and we are out. We love Peace. you, Dad. We love you. <laughs>